welcome to the Fade and Die podcast. Hey, I'm Bex. I'm Ichiko. And I'm Britt. We wanted to create something where we could bring the salon cheddar to you at home. We see you eavesdropping. Bex opened the salon almost two years ago, and we hope we've become a positive fixture in the community. Our goal was to create a space where everyone feels welcome, whether you get your hair done or not. A place where friends could meet up, bring us a treat, or just pop in for a coffee. That feeling of an old school beauty shop. Right now, we aren't able to be in the salon with you, but we thought it would be a great opportunity to chat, stay cut up, talk about self-care, teach you a few tips and tricks, and of course, have a little gossip. So grab a coffee and let's chat. Welcome to another day in quarantine. Today we have our superstar guest Gary here and Gary is someone that I met through Goldwell because he was my Goldwell rep and he came in when I just moved to the Sunshine Coast and introduced himself and throughout the years he helped me not just with my color ordering but with education, uh, advice in any topic really whether it be hair stuff or life and Gary also became a good friend of ours during these years and um, Gary why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself oh gosh hello everybody um, I'm not quite sure where to start how far back do you want <laughs> would you like me to go as far as you want to go <laughs> okay so um <laughs> I came out of university with a degree in math like uh, any good Asian kid should to appease my parents. And then after that, <laughs> it's a, cla- a very classic story, I guess, especially uh, in the city of Vancouver. Um, but I kind of got into the industry by accident. I was working in a recycling company and... One of the one of my colleagues uh, had an on and off girlfriend that was a hairdresser in uh, Maidstone, Kent, in the UK. And one day she was like, "What are you doing in this recycling industry?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, she's like, "No, come come down to the salon this weekend. Let me do your hair. I want to introduce you to some reps of mine." I was like. Uh, okay so she invited me went down um i was into getting my hair done in sort of like all funky punky type of colors back then uh which my employers weren't too impressed with but they could see that i was moving in a different direction and uh she was like no you should you should become a rep i was like what what the hell is that like i have no idea what that even means and she says oh these uh these people get paid to dress real nice, have the hair real funky, and they come in with the latest products. And if we like it, we buy it. And if we don't, we see them next month. I was like, you get paid for that? <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> oh, sign me up. And, you know, I thought being, being a kind of sales position where you get to see creative people do what they love. I thought that was, that was great. And the second thing was I thought it'd cure my insecurity and awkwardness around women. So that, uh, that had its benefits as well. Um, quickly learned that it was very much um, about adding value 
being a rep and really just letting people know what's going on in the industry, uh, what the brand that you're repping for uh, is about, what they're supporting, who they're supporting, and general partnership and working with you guys as, a, as opposed to just going in and selling like the latest gadgets and the latest products. It was more of a understanding where you guys are at in your business and helping you get to whichever step you want to get to next. So that really, that really made me want to go into it and do it a bit more. Um, there are times where I even wanted to be a hairstylist. I considered leaving the business side and trying to be a hairstylist, but I don't think I could do what you guys do. Seriously. You should totally think about that. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I would hire you. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, I, my body, my body couldn't take it. Like what you guys do, like you know, despite the emotional intelligence that you guys need to be able to navigate through people's, you know, what people bring into your chair, uh, the physical element would probably break me down fairly quickly. And um, yeah, I I, ha I had a huge amount of respect for hairdressers after I tried to become one and failed miserably and I was upset for a whole 20 minutes um like <laughs> <laughs> flipping tables throwing tantrums crying tears like I was like well at least I got that part of a hairdresser right and uh, I do that every day <laughs> you know, I got the temperament yeah. down okay but um the skills like seriously it's like I, I was just washing someone's hair and I was like oh my back oh my god and you guys do that like what minimum five to ten five to ten times a day you have to wash someone's hair and yeah and that's just washing the hair so yeah. you know the blow drying you know keeping your elbows up like seriously um yeah huge huge respect for what you guys do so um i wanted to help you guys if i couldn't be one i, I could probably help and that's what i tried to do so um and that's what i love that's what I, that's what made me uh stay in the industry for so long yeah and that's amazing um i was always very thankful for you every time you come in it's such a great time and you were always yourself and you weren't all hoity toy and dressed up i mean you were dressed up but you know what i mean like, it wasn't it wasn't that weird, awkward, <laughs> stiff environment when you come in. You're just being yourself. You and we would shoot the shit. I remember I took a ride with you from the Sunshine Coast to Vancouver. You gave me a ride in your car and we were listening to punk tunes and it was amazing. <laughs> Such a blast. Oh, gosh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you just had a message up on Facebook. Like, who can someone give me a ride back? And I was like, yeah, uh, I'm visiting from there and I have to head home. Come, come join me. And yeah, it was good fun. And I, that's what I love about Sunshine Coast, the community out there. You just have to throw it up. And uh, I feel like it still reminds me of like the village that I kind of grew up in, like the town village where you just say, hey, I need some help and people will respond. And I always, I always, enjoyed coming out to that environment out there so yeah it's very loving out here strong community sense it's a true, true community spirit that's true yeah <clears throat> well um also i think ichiko or Britt, do you guys have a question 
Okay, I'll go. You're taking too long, Ichiko. Um, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> what was uh, maybe one or a few favorite parts about the job aside from the actual job? Uh, I got to travel a lot. Um, ah, yes. I get to meet a lot of cool people as well. Um, the industry is about people. And definitely, <laughs> I got inspired by so many of the guest artists that I was working with, the uh, the clients, you guys, basically, you know, everyone's got a different story, a different narrative of why they got into hair or even why they do hair. And it's very inspiring to do something that you have 100 percent control over the outcome of the experience. So you may not have 100 percent control of what you can do with the hair, but you have 100% control of how you make that person in the chair feels and everyone does it differently. And it's just fun watching, you know, everyone's best practices and generally united in making people feel really, really awesome. And I really love that about job roles. So the travel aspect, some people hate it. Some people hate traveling. I love that aspect. Uh, Think, I think you guys were pretty grateful that people came out all the way out uh, to the Sunshine Coast. And just usually I, ca- I come from working where everything's centralized in the city. And uh, I really enjoyed having the opportunity to bring what we were doing in the city out to the coast or where, wherever. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a little paid vacation. <laughs> Always felt like it, even though it felt, yeah. even though it, we, I cram a lot because I rarely stayed over. I know some reps, uh, business people stay over. I was, I'd get up at five a.m. to get the first ferry uh, in, and I'll try and get the one that's not too late back. <laughs> um, but even though we cram in a lot, I, it, it's. Uh, I feel grateful to just have the experience to go out there. So, yeah, it's true. Kind of like a paid vacation. <laughs> nice. And you really always took the time to to really spend spend a good amount of time with everyone, right? I remember when you came the first time out to introduce yourself to me, the shop I was going to work at wasn't open yet. So you came to my house and you brought Kevin over as well. And you guys were sitting in my kitchen, and I think you were talking for like an hour, an hour and a half or so. I can't even remember. It was, we just had such a good time. It was awesome. You took the time to really introduce yourself. I didn't feel left alone or left to my own devices. I knew, okay, this is the guy. I can call him anytime. Maybe not at night, but I can <laughs> call him anytime <laughs> and say, hey, Gary. I'm in a pickle. This is what I need. Help me out. And that was really awesome. I think it's really important to have that support network there because I find after hair school, there's not much in terms of that community education, uh, having someone that's doing it, that's going through it with you. Like when you're in hair school, you've got a bunch of other hairdressers that are also going through that education with you. But when you're a business owner or when you're a stylist, you're kind of, isolated in the fact that there's not a natural roadmap for you you're it's completely wide open and it's nice to have someone that's either been there or seen it 
and just to help formulate like a path for where you go and it's really important i feel especially when you've uprooted and moved to a completely new location it's about learning your surroundings and the people and the demographics and seeing where you belong so oh yeah and uh, it's scary too right if you move somewhere new and you don't know anyone uh, you're trying to build a clientele and work in a shop that's just about to open up it's um it's hard so it's every support is so appreciated yeah i believe there's i I believe in unity there's there's always going to be people that like want you to do well and it's just asking for that help and you guys were really good at saying hey uh, i need to speak to someone and it doesn't matter how much time, I'd rather spend the right amount of time. Uh, because everyone's uh, time demands are different. Some, some people only wanted to see me for a few minutes. Some people wanted a few hours, even, um, especially if I was doing a class as well. So it's really important to understand who you're working with. And I think that's what it was, is just taking that time to make sure that you have 100% faith and trust in who you're going to be, uh, who's going to be supporting your future. Almost sounds like a marriage. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, this stuff's important. It is. It is. You got to marry your rep but it sometimes. Is, it is important. <laughs> yeah. It is important to, like, trust the person that's helping you, too, for the hairstylist, because so many people come in and want to tell you about something new and great, and if you don't feel that connection with them, then you usually just kind of... Uh, run yeah i mean <laughs> i'm a little, a little bit you know hmm. i have a tendency sometimes to not deliberately annoy my employers but i will tell a client if it's not right for them it's not right for them just because it's money that you could have been used directed elsewhere the way your business needed and if it's tied up in something that's just going to sit on the shelf and that's not relevant to your uh, business or to your demographic that you're servicing, then that's a poor investment. And why would you do that unless it's for your own personal, you know, unless it's for, you know, whoever, whoever's gain. Um, it has to be the client's gain, uh, or like uh, the salon owner's gain for me when I'm servicing people, because if it works for them, they have to reorder the product because it's sold or it's been used and that is just basic business sense like you grow together if you're choosing to stock a product that i'm representing then i benefit by helping you be successful and that's my philosophy with every brand that i've worked with it's just it's a partnership we're in this together so totally especially now we're all in this together oh gosh yeah To be really honest, too, I find that when I buy a product, it's 70% the rep, why I bought it. Sure, quality is very important, but I have to trust my rep. And if my rep says, this is the right product for you, I trust that person, but it takes the right rep to have that trust. So that was always amazing with you when you told me, hey, Bex, check this out this is the right product for you. I trust you and I know you don't bullshit me and I can go buy this product 
and have an amazing product in the salon. So having the right rep is really important and also brings us to the next part because uh, you are not my rep anymore. So maybe you want to talk about... Hello. Yeah. Sorry, I'm off phone. Now, now we're having the marriage is over. Now we're having funeral. the funeral. So since you're not repping for Goldwell anymore, what are you doing now? I am currently setting up a freelance business right now. I was able to do a lot during this pandemic time just because with everything shut down, I had a lot of time to myself and I had to do a lot of reflection into what I wanted to do. And I hadn't decided, I hadn't actually decided what. And with this whole COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I've had to pivot and change a lot of my business models. So I'm still just trying to work that out, but I will be launching something real soon. So um, stay tuned. Oh, teaser! Oh well, it's it's no surprise that I got into a lot of uh, filming, sort of like knit the final year, um, and I really got the opportunity to work with a lot of awesome creative people uh, behind the scenes in photo shoots, just documenting what they're doing. Um, you know, some of the shoots I was sworn to absolute secrecy because you can't leak any information beforehand. Right. Uh, people couldn't take any photos of the models of the finished product. So there was a lot of, you know, um, long weekends, uh, time off that was spent during uh, 2019. And uh, this year, I knew it was going to be a new chapter. Like at the end of 2019, I knew that something had to change mm-hmm. and to do something different and I think working with a lot of doing a lot of charity and working with a lot of other brands together that was that was really um a breaking of the mold for me it was just really nice to see the bigger picture and I've been brand loyal for a good amount of years and it's that transition's becoming um, less brand loyal and more industry loyal mm-hmm. so um, I'm just watching this space as much as I'm, I'm not really being that cryptic it's just I, I literally do not know because <laughs> with how the COVID-19 plays out and when everyone gets back to work and when everyone does get back to work and how that's going to change forever as well um, I'm still waiting along with you guys to see how that unfolds and is it still within the hair industry Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I know, not really. <laughs> In, no, I tell you why it's difficult to answer is because it's so hard to leave you guys. Like it's it's really you, you know I I fell in love with the hairdressing industry. It's very difficult to leave. Very yeah. very difficult to leave. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, you know I I have a different philosophy to. I'm not sure if it's different or whether it's the same. I. My ideology on hairdressing is, is different because I'm not a hairdresser, I guess. Yeah. Right. So I, I see you guys slightly differently, and 
I think back every time I've had major loss or heartbreak and stuff like that, the first thing I'll do is go get a haircut because I want to feel good. And, you know, the barber or the hairdresser would always give you the kind of confidence in, in whatever whatever next step you have to face, whether, you know, facing an ex, you want to look good so you can sass them or uh, you, see, you see people <laughs> in your past or you have a job interview and you want to ace that and you want to be confident so you want to look great. You know, it's that kind of confidence from the outside in. And it's very rare. I kind of, I view them as like the old village healers of our time uh, where people go because they're upset because I know someone's cheated on them. So they need to vent. They go to the hairdresser, they get the hair done and you guys, counsel them for a good portion of your time and I think that's really rare and I'll tell you actually how rare it was when I moved to Canada in 2012 I did my research and I found that one out of 500 people are either a hairstylist barber or cosmetologist <laughs> Holy! Uh, from the gov- wow. that was from the government census and this is the same census that reports you know that a portion of people you know, our religious belief is Jedi. So, but <laughs> they said 500 people, one out of 500 people were a hairdresser, barber, or cosmetologist. So, in a room full of 500 people, you are only one. So, that one person represents 499 um, impressions of what a hairdresser should be. Right. So, with so with that statistic, you know, it's really important to up the standards and the levels and coming from a European background where in the UK, I grew up with the MVQ level one, level two, level three system of hairdressing. So there were regulations um, in place. There were standards, there were exams. And I can see with the outcome of all this, there's going to be a return to that here in Canada. I, th- I, I think that was before, and then it became de- deregulated. In BC, uh, yeah. In BC, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I understand that's going to, that will probably have an effect, not just in BC, but nationally uh, I, after all this. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> I think everybody I needs to have a license at least. And I mean, you deserve it. You put so much work in it. You should at least have a license to be given to you. I think from a, from a non-hairdressing point of view, I kind of want a person who's putting chemicals that could potentially cause harm or hold something super sharp that uh, they have some kind of license to say that they're capable of not killing me in the chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> and our scissors are sharp. I don't know. Yeah. Just maybe a little, a, little, a little stamp, a little certificate, I don't know, a little badge just to say, hey. Just a little hey, something. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, your, your life is safe here. You know. here's, a little, here's a little pin for your T-shirt. Yeah. If they upgrade and we get pins, I'm going to be mad. I'm like, no, I want a full-on certificate, not just a pin. You should, yeah. you, you should get everything. Don't they just digitally send you a certificate? You can print it on whatever you like. Aren't they? Yeah, and it's only going to take two years till you put a frame around it. That's my case. You might as well just print it on a T-shirt so you can wear it every day instead. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, a laser tattoo on somewhere. Perfect. You, know, you get like a laser. You get a laser hologram afterwards when you're done. You know. Yeah. I could be done with that. Yep. 
Me too. I think it's cool. <laughs> um, Gary, what do you think? Uh, what uh, What would you advise other stylists? Even though you are not a stylist, but what do you advise people in the hair industry? Um, what they should do right now that we're all in quarantine in the middle of a pandemic, everybody is at home, can't work with clients. What do you think is a good way to really make good use out of that time? Uh, that's a really good question. I, I kind of feel like I've joined you guys in being, uh, being a freelancer right now, kind of in a similar position as you guys. Uh, what I would do is probably start with getting finances in order. Uh, with this time that we have, it's not our favorite thing to do, but it might be <laughs> worth looking at every single expense in 2019 and understanding where those expenses came from or where they went to. You may find that throughout the whole year, you probably could have made more coffee and spent less money having coffee out. <laughs> you may find that you spent way too much on certain things in your business, not enough in certain parts of your business. So that's one thing that will take quite a bit of your time is to understand your outgoings, where they went. Uh, the other thing would be self-awareness is to understand throughout that year what you actually enjoyed or what you thrived on. Because it's really easy to dwell, especially... I think my first week of quarantine really sucked because I just got into a really negative space. Uh, got very depressed and I beat myself up a little bit too much. I kind of either got out that in the second week or the weather got better. I don't know, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, you know, when I get when I find myself in places like that, you have to be creative. And I know if, for myself anyway, and I'm sure hairdressers are the same, it's kind of it's kind of hard to be creative when there's a lot of despair um, in the news right now. So having the self-awareness and finding out what you really enjoyed, what you thrived on, also what you didn't enjoy as well, and maybe considering whether you want to continue doing that, whether it's a good use of your time. Uh, just go through your whole business aspects with that as well. Um, the other thing I've noticed a lot of people have been doing that has been useful is uh, being really innovative and being resourceful with what they do have to keep engaged with their clients. And that is entertaining or giving them a snapshot of what you guys are doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, Did you see our nice. scarf tutorial, Scary? I saw your tutorial. I see you guys on. I see you guys on the uh, get down with the lockdown uh, thing. As well. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, Britt and I did a little um, <clears throat> dance out there. That was quite um, something. <laughs> I should put my balloon animals on there. I'm a professional balloon animal maker now. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the proof. Well, the other, oh, well, this is a time to really understand that your relationship between your clients, between you and your clients, like when you don't have a service, when they have no reason to come and see you, what is your relationship? It's a great way to understand and define that right now. Totally. Uh, and what you do now defines what your relationship's going to be like when they come back. So you do have stuff to talk about. There are, I know, there's, there's 
like a quarantine subculture that, <laughs> that, that gets riffed on quite a bit. And I think it's really, it's kind of cool. You guys have such a unique connection with your clients. Uh, it's something very, very special. And you can get away with an awful lot amount of truth and openness with it. So I, I say have fun with your clients. Be engaging in a way that suits your personality. Be real and just be yourself and have fun. Yeah, that's a great advice for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've all been trying to be all creative and I'm painting furniture like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's, that's uh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, um, yeah. there are, well, I know people like yourself who do a lot of photo shoots are very creative and there are lots of creative avenues that you can rechannel that out that might not be hair because some, face it, sometimes when you have a break from hair, like when you guys go traveling, you guys come back with the most creative outlets when you've had a break. And this is almost like a forced break. And Totally. <laughs> you guys, there are some people who've taken up guitar lessons right now. I know the uh, Fender Play app has like a three-month free. Uh, that's really good. Go learn something different. Uh, if you are having trouble with your finances then maybe go on Skillshare. They've got two months free. If you need two months free, uh, message me. Um, I can send you like a referral code that gives you two months to, to try out. Go on online classes and learn something uh, that you want to learn or you didn't have time to because you're too busy doing hair. And that, those, yeah. those are the kind of things. Like uh, I started doing all the things that I've put off doing because I was working so hard. <laughs> yeah totally so and I'm not feeling guilty about it I'm actually apart from all the you know the death and the numbers and having people in that I love and care about in healthcare you know I do block that out with doing things that make me happy go ride my bike go uh, video chat with friends and family we even have virtual meals sometimes um uh-huh. You know, uh, Ooh, that's a great idea. I like eating. Yeah. <laughs> all put your piece of pops in the microwave at the same time. And... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pizza pops. Come on, Gary. I know. I know. <laughs> We're not allowed to eat that in BC. Carbs are banned. Yeah. yeah. No more carbs. Oh, all I've been doing is making bread, so. I'll tell you what, there's not many people on a keto diet left anymore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I bet. Especially with all that bread being sold. <laughs> bread, pasta, all that long life stuff. Flour. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. <clears throat> Ironically, it's, uh, I'm eating healthier and I'm exercising more. It's, 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 it's made me healthier. Oh, that was actually another thing. It's probably quite important to exercise as a stylist right now. Oh, imagine yes. what would happen when this is over. Yeah. Can you imagine your books? Yeah. <laughs> and even when you were talking about blow drying earlier, I'm like, ooh, that just hurts my back thinking about it right now. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm out of shape. Now it's the time to Pilates. Yeah, Pilates. <laughs> there's, there's some really great stuff online. Uh, I know a, lo- a lot of the yoga studios and personal trainers have pivoted to streaming online. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. There's just, I think everyone's helping each other, which is really, really great out of all of this. I mean, I know it sucks. It really does. There's no getting over the fact that it sucks, but the fact that it's out of your control 
uh, actually releases me uh, a lot to go and do the things that we wanted to do, but we kept on saying, I'm too tired, I don't have time. Well, now's the time. What are you going to do now, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Get on it. Get on it, get on it. Go learn something new and go do it. And um, and I've always found that hairdressers could... I always found they were better at mastering their time when, uh, when they go, like, when they go through their scheduling book, when they block out time, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually picked that skill up from hairdressers. I, I time block a lot of the things that I want to do because of you guys, um, how you guys organize your lives and s- stuff like that. Uh, I I do the same thing. Like hour and a half for exercise here, hour and a half of seminar classes here, hour and a half of going to the bank and sorting out my finances, and then lots of little breaks if and when <laughs> you can squeeze them in. Um, totally. Yeah, that's that, that's that's it. You guys ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> He's so scheduled now. <laughs> well, I'm German. I'm naturally scheduled, so. I was always worried if I was ever going to be late to your. <laughs> to your <laughs> oh, don't worry. I told everybody that they were a minute late before we started recording this. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've all caught uh, on. <laughs> Yeah, a minute late, but ten minutes early. Ten minutes early Germany is work. on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what uh, what do you think the outcome of this whole thing will be, or what would you like it to be, in general, for the whole world? For the whole world, I th- I think whole world's probably could be kinder to even before this. The world could have been kinder. Now, I think it's a real, it's a real test of humanity right now. Uh, the outcome would be a better understanding of each other, a better understanding of the situation, and uh, more self-awareness of what makes you happy internally. I think every time humanity gets put into a space like this, where it's a united negative thing humanity rallies together and i feel that wave of positivity may ride out uh, soon after because imagine if we're this strong at its worst well how strong are we when it's at its uh you know when when it's all done and when it's all clear when when the threat is eradicated how strong are we then and uh, I'm looking forward to it when it's all over. I think there's going to be renewed positivity. I think people are going to have that scare thinking, gosh, I could have died in that. I better do something with my life. And I hope that everyone gets that emotion. Yeah, I hope so yeah. too. Live a dream. My dream certainly wasn't staying at home, but uh, yeah, here we are. (laughs) It took a while. It's Uh, it's taken a while, but I'm kind of, it's not something I'm really going to get used to. I'm too much of a hugger and too much of a, um, you know, I like seeing people. And I think going back to one of the points that he made, you know, what I really enjoyed was going out and seeing different people do things all the time. And, I think that's going to change. Don't know how, but I'm going to be positive that 
at the end of all of this, it will get better right now. It's going to be a little bit of a rough ride, but I really do have faith that we've got each other's backs. So, yeah. I got your guys' backs. I got your backs. I got yours. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I've been on the (laughs) West Coast too much. Well, I think, uh, Gary, you should think about moving here once this is all over. And um... <laughs> Your best gonna... goes, join our cult, join our cult. <laughs> and come join Pate and I cult. It's very much fun, yeah? <laughs> kind of American. Yeah, really <laughs> uh, guys, I'm just losing my marbles here. I just... Uh. Her marbles were already lost. It's just more apparent now. It's okay. Well... <laughs> it's okay. Well, you're you're the creator type, and I know with you painting a lot of uh, furniture right now. Was that something that kind of distracted you from, say, like photo shoot work or uh, mood board? Because I know for some people, it's kind of hard to be creative with hair right now, stuck indoors. So, was that was that your pivot to uh, to something creative? Yeah, well, so luckily I just, I had a photo shoot not long ago before this whole shitstorm came down. And, um, but I, I always enjoyed refurbishing furniture. Um, I mean, only people that have ever been to my place know, mm. but I, I have been refurbishing furniture for a long time and every piece in this house is painted. I, um, but I had recently just gotten a new coffee table and an entryway vanity kind of thing. And um, credenza. A what? A what? A credenza. Yeah. <laughs> now say that, Bex. Credenza. <laughs> so I got this vanity credenza. thing. And. <laughs> I'm just testing out some new ways to refurbish furniture right now. And uh, yeah, it's been looking great. Maybe that will be another side thing I will do one day and sell furniture. <laughs> I think you should. I've, I've always. I actually yeah. sold one piece once. I sold a dresser that I refurbished before. Well, I always look. I always look. At the furniture that hasn't had anything done yet, when when I came over to your place, like, hang on, that is not a different color. That's just that's just wood. Why is it, why why is it like that? And then next time I see it, it's completely converted, and I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's how I keep myself busy when I'm not doing hair. But I do. I want to also spend more time on doing hair. Obviously, I have Bertha here. Bertha is our mannequin head. Mm that I brought home from the salon and I will uh, maybe do some fun stuff on her and put another video up on the YouTube channel. So yeah, that we will see about okay, that. Okay. So where do the three of you guys go for inspiration for hair currently? I know obviously online, but oh. where would you go? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I go outside. You go outside. Yeah. You're you're in nature. Everything is blooming right now. There's so many colors out there. I just yeah. 
I looked out my kitchen door the other day and I saw this beautiful color combination and I immediately texted my hair muse, who is a very dear friend of mine and a great client. And I told her, I'm like, this is the colors I'm looking at right now. We will do that on your hair once this is over. And she's like, dope. I'm in. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Outside's definitely a big one for me, too. I'm in Grand Forks right now, so it's pretty rolly with hills. So when the sun sets, it bounces off the mountains really nice. And different colors reflect off different parts of the mountains. It's pretty cool. So I've been in awe with that lately. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, bouncing off my coworkers in the city and whatnot. Yeah, I'm like I'm much more of like a natural hair person. So I always look I always look like when we're at the beach and stuff at like little kids' hair because that's exactly what if you want a natural looking hair, that's exactly where it comes from. Is like what did your hair look like when you were a little kid? When you were just like at the beach and it was the sun was shining and it was just all natural. And then to appreciate those looks on people. Wow. Oh, the good old beach hair. Yeah, California blonde. Uh, we just watched Dogtown last night and all the oh. squids and holy. Tony Elba's ombre in that movie, just fabulous. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. Gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> How do you keep inspired, Gary? I I'll go I'll go on walks, I'll go on hikes. Um, I didn't think I was a nature person. Seriously, I thought I was just uh, magazine, media, pictures, and stuff like that. But being out in BC and um, it's, I think, traveling in general, just a change of scenery, kind of removes me from either a comfort zone or a familiarity setting. I think when you get bored, it stifles your creativity. So when you shake it up and change environments. I, I like, yeah, I like to change things up a bit and completely immerse myself in somewhere, somewhere else, and it kind of breeds different ideas. Uh, people, I still find people are my biggest influence. Like, either someone more experienced in me in certain aspects, or some people with completely different outlooks. I. I find I find great inspiration in that and and stories I think just under understanding uh, how people got from being one thing and transforming into being another and listen and understanding their story and how they did that that's really inspiring as well. Sometimes it kind of makes me feel like I haven't done much with my life apart from I don't know sell shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done a lot, Gary. <laughs> you've done so much. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for your input today and uh, being part of our little podcast. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my, you've uh, popped my podcast cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, it's our, only our third episode so far, so we're all in our baby shoes, and we're just rambling along and just, I don't know, just do our thing. Just hoping it turns out good. <laughs> hey, you know, people like it or they don't, whatever. I mean, I don't know, you just put it out there, and we keep it real, and 
see what happens. You know, if we can... I always felt that if I could only change one hairstylist's mind into, I know, maybe not spending money on going out and getting hammered and, I know, put that money towards a class instead, then I kind of feel really, really, really happy. So (laughs) (laughs) I I, I set low low expectation (laughs) levels. But hey, it's kind of true. (laughs) If there's someone who I have, who I've never met, you know liked one of my posts or uh, able to listen to this podcast then hello I hope this was useful (laughs) that's all that matters (laughs) don't get wasted this is not the time save the money that is actually a very great advice because uh, BC liquor sales have been going up like crazy so uh, yeah save your money put it some to something good yeah, stimulating. That's not alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I would say, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to get off their chest? Now is the chance. <laughs> I think I'm good. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. And also check out our Facebook and Instagram for more updates on what we're up to.